Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things from pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I am Jake. And uh, we're watching the Mystic Knights of Tiernano. We sure the hell are. Um, hey, Jake. What? Um, what uh, was the setting good? Well, do you think? Okay, you. Here's what I think. No, <laughs> but <laughs> in a better series, I think the first two thirds of this could have been okay. Because. Not to spoil it if anyone is looking for a linear narrative from us, but uh, <laughs> they should know better by now, but please yeah. continue. Um, but they they don't have access to their powers and like they uh, you know th- things are are dire for the first like two thirds of this, really in the middle because the beginning is stupid. Mm-hmm. but there's that middle part where there's like sort of the meat of a good Power Rangers episode because there's always those few episodes where like, they don't have their power. They don't have contact with Zordon. Uh, you know, their Zords have been destroyed. And those are always, like, those always have weight and emotion and, like, consequence to them. Yes. But because this is a show where we know they don't use their powers except for the last minute of each show, uh, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter that they don't have their powers because it's exactly like every other episode. Yeah. And because we know how st- fucking stupid they are and how things uh, always go back to normal right at the last second with a wave of the hand that it will be fine. Uh, there's no there's no consequence at any point to any of this. And I know you can look at like early episodes of other shows like Power Rangers, which is the easiest thing to compare this to because that's what it is. It's Power Rangers in Ireland. Yep. But uh, like those early episodes, you could be like, well, this everything. The damn dog really ruined my rant. <laughs> uh, you He's can always look. With you. Yeah, he's like, I like this. Talk about Pudgy Pig. Uh, <laughs> King Sphinx, King Sphinx. Oh, this is really on King Sphinx's uh, side. Um, oh, King Sphinx is a great design, and he actually had like a two or three episode arc in the original Sentai, and he's only in that episode of Power Rangers for like ten minutes. <laughs> but still, it's ten more minutes than any villain in this show. Yeah, because he gets a personality and a goal. Yeah. So I guess uh, so. Yeah, this is stupid because it's part of a, a longer, stupider narrative that isn't going anywhere. That is just repeating itself constantly. Yeah. Uh, just to to spoil this off the top, uh, we don't even see them morph in this one. No, that's true. Ain't no time for that. Yeah. So uh, this episode's called "The Lost King." Um, <laughs> it sure is. And we open up, and there, uh, the teleport circle rock is there, um, and all the Tiernano are out, and we get narration for the first time. No, this is like the second time. There was is one it? other time, okay. yeah. Well, it might have been them showing us something, and then it, it goes to Kahat actually telling the story. Yeah. And this is just pure narration. Yeah, that. Uh, but it is Kahat's voice, so I assumed he was there, but he's not. Yeah. The Tiernano no, are fairies, just out and about dancing. They've moved their orgy above ground. <laughs> no, they're just having a dance party. They gotta take yeah, that for now. They don't want like the... birds to swoop down and pick them up and drag them away. This is the start of the orgy, though. Okay. They're getting nice and horny with their dancing. That's fair. 
That's what dance. That's why early Christians banned dancing. It's because you get all horned up. Yeah. Uh, so Tyr or uh, not Tyr, no, no, uh, Tiny Vendera. King. Thank you. I forgot his name. He's doing a like a a, a dosi do around the world through the people that are river dancing, and he finds a piece of gold just on the ground. Doesn't say anything to anybody, and nobody like pays attention to where the damn king is going. Yeah, he ventures outside of the circle of rocks, right? And which I think is dangerous for them, I guess. Maybe. And here's the point where I stopped really having a sense of scale. Like I, ah, uh, yep. Because they want us to believe that he's still tiny, except all of the trees are regular ass trees. So they put some real big mushrooms in between the trees. Right. There's only like one or two. So I was like, well, maybe they just blew up a mushroom to keep things cool so that they feel more at home. Maybe it's like a party favor or it's <laughs> psilocybin and they're all going to get fucked up. Um, but, you know, they don't really address it. But the, there's a a trail of gold bricks that are just enormous in the... Tiny King is led away because he's like a goddamn Scooby-Doo villain. And he's like, oh, look at all this gold. Yeah. I love gold. He uh, he saw Austin Powers in Goldmember and um, he wanted to be like Goldmember. Yeah, he had a premonition of Goldmember because it's what, only 94? Uh, he maybe saw the... F- oh, really? Yeah, so this is the year that... This is the same year the first Austin Powers came out. Okay. Which Katie and I will be watching this afternoon, and I've talked her into it. I think that one's still pretty good, if you want. It's we, been a while. We watched we watched the first ten minutes the other day, and I said, we can watch this in ten-minute increments over the next three weeks. And she <laughs> said, no, we can just watch it. Uh, so we're going to actually sit down and watch it today. And uh, in the first ten minutes, there was a giggle or two. Yeah. I think it, it it's mostly okay. I think... Uh, the second one is probably really outrageous because they doubled down on everything from the first one. And then I don't think the third one was good then. It wasn't. Uh, the second one is where Fat Bastard is introduced, correct? Yes. Yes. Which, when I was whatever age I was when that came out, 15, that was the pinnacle of comedy for me. Yes, I recall. He he was fat and he talked like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I believe Mini-Me was also introduced then. Um, no, I think he's in the first one. No, is he just in the second one? I don't remember. I will let you know later this afternoon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't remember. The, the, uh, they is... all do kind of blur together, especially because I'll, they have a lot of repeating gags from one to the to the next. What? Yeah. Believe it or not, that's how they wrote movies and sequels in the 90s. <laughs> and early aughts. Yeah. And now... How many people does uh, Mike Myers play in the first one? Just the two? Yeah, in the first one, it's just the two. And then I think it's the three in the second one and f- four by the fourth one, or third one. Right. <clears throat> Different times. Um, anyway, one person notices Tiny King run off and he goes to get him. At which point, the Tiny King erupts into green flames and is teleported away. And then the guy who searched after him gets turned into a dog who I assumed would be the size of a, a ti- mouse. Yeah, a tiny dog, which was going to be adorable, but we right. find out later he's just a regular-sized dog. I mean, it's a little dog, but it is but a, a regular-sized little, regular. little yeah. dog. Exactly. It was very confusing, and I thought he was going to like 
ride around in someone's front pocket and yeah. stuff, and it was going to be and great. It, an adorable itty-bitty dog would be perfect, but instead it's just a regular-sized rat terrier. Um, so we, we jump over to Castle Kells, and Rowan's walking around, and he's hearing stuff, and you'd assume that it's maybe Queen Mav's, like, spies or attacks or something. I thought it... I thought it was going to be the dog come to get him Lassie style. I also hoped for that, but then it's just Angus and Deirdre who snuck up on him because Angus, or no, who taught who the, the, the quiet walk? Ivar taught Angus and Deirdre the quiet walk. I see. And uh, these two were real lucky these people never used their powers because he could have blasted them out of out of existence, but instead he does nothing but kind of swing his sword. Yeah. And then Deirdre demonstrates the quiet walk, which is basically a, a color guard toe step. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And uh, Ivar pops out with Kahad, who I assumed was just hanging out with Ivar, but apparently... Yeah, me too. As yeah, he was just... Angus, or not Angus, Ivar is like, I taught them how to quiet walk. It's good for sneaking up on people. And then Kahad surprises him. Because he was also doing the quiet walk. Right. See. Which is dumb, because... He really should have been in Ivar's peripheral, but sure. Sky, these people don't get enough vitamin anything or (laughs) calcium. They probably got real bad tunnel vision because they're all on the fucking precipice of death. They all got rabies. Yeah, Um, and scabies. Definitely. And scurvy, more than likely. Definitely Uh, scurvy. So Kahad gets a vision, and Angus is like, oh, he's going mad. And uh, Kahad tries to use his magic <clears throat> by levitating a barrel and instead just fucking disintegrates it. And King Dad is mad. He's like, our fucking food's in there, dude. <laughs> that was a month's worth of grain. It didn't look like a month's worth of grain. You have a castle, dude. Right. Also, it's re- it gets real windy, and I wonder if that was just windy on the day or if they um, turned a fan on. <laughs> well, That's what I spent this scene wondering. I'm pretty sure they're outside, so it's probably just windy on the day. Yeah, I read some stuff today about this show. Yeah. Um, this is actually filmed in Ireland, which we really? were both wrong. It's not in Canada. And they uh, one of the things I read said it was actually filmed in old castles and stuff. That is genuinely surprising. Yeah. So they probably just found a little old castle and like filmed this courtyard part in it. Yeah. Probably in like a week. <laughs> Knocked them all yeah. out. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's I guess that's where all the budget went. Yeah. And um, do you know where the budget for season two went? Into Power Ninja Turtles? It, it, no, it was Power Rangers. Oh, it was. I, I, uh, I can't remember which one now, though, but I left it on my phone so I could tell you. Cool. Did Ninja Turtles went into this, right? Uh, that Yeah, Turtles was before this, I believe. Where did it go? Where's me? Where's me trivia? Oh, there it is. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it lost Galaxy. The budget went to lo- towards Lost Galaxy. Because hmm. um, season two was going to be called Mystic Knight's Battle Thunder. Ooh. Uh, but it was canceled. So You don't say. I also read an un- an unverified uh, um, piece of trivia from some somewhere random. I don't I read a couple different things that uh, they were going to write Angus off because of problems with the actor. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Well, they did have Garrett, who I kind of hoped was going to show up because, like, maybe he his armor's different because he got it different. Right. 
Because nah. I'm pretty sure he gets his powers from Miter. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I think. I don't know. Anyway. It makes as much sense as the rest of it. Yeah. So, Kaha tells them to go to Tiernano and find out if the Tiny King knows what's going on. Because magic's all, wi- or, blah, all wonky. So, they go to the teleport stone. And only Rowan and Angus go inside. Is that because there's not enough magic? I think so. It's never really clear. They don't really address any questions in this episode. No, things just keep happening. Yeah, it's not a this, then that. It's this, and this, and this, and this. And then it's a story, probably. It's very vaguely a story. Yeah. So Angus and uh, Rowan are underground, and the tiny people are freaking out. By which I mean they're standing around. Their orgies aren't the same without someone there to scream at them. That's right. Randomly throw magic. Um, So one of them hands Rowan the the tiny king's walking stick. He's like, wouldn't have left without this cudgel. And Rowan uses it to point into the reflecting pool. And I straight up thought we were going to have this be a clip show. So did I. Because in the pool, we just see different shots of Angus. Which is weird. Why was that pre-programmed into the walking stick? That's a good question. Uh, because Rowan thinks he can do it because he's seen Vinvera do it. Yeah. I, to, be, to his credit, it worked. And Rowan is an apprentice of a druid. I suppose that's true. I mean, he wasn't great at it, but he hasn't like been good at any magic stuff up to this point. So, I really, I did like when, uh, in the while Rowan's watching the clips, he sees he sees the clip of Angus falling into the water and he just goes, now you're getting all wet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He is irritatingly narrating what's happening. (laughs) But Rowan and Angus promise to find Vinveran. We also have to point out at this point, they seem clueless as to where he might have gone and who might be behind this. Yeah. Instead of asking what they know, they don't ask that and leave. Well, not even that. They just don't. At no point so far has anyone been like, well, Maeve's up to something. (laughs) Well, that's too obvious. This is a this is a real head scratch and mystery. Yeah, a real murder she wrote. <laughs> Got to get Angela Lansbury up in here. <laughs> so, Tonight, the character of Ivar will be played by <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Well, that's a joke, but I'd be down for it. <laughs> it would make this better. It would have. So, meanwhile, topside, Ivar is I don't know pawing at the dirt next to the rock yeah. where Vinveran definitely wasn't last. Well, he, I think he sees that it goes in a direction. Sure. Because later he finds he's researching and... Yeah, uh, he, he says that he, I definitely saw a trail, but there's no yeah. reason to think it was Vin Varen. There were like 30 different fairies up there. Right, and also this is the damn forest. It could have been a raccoon. <laughs> Do they have raccoons in Ireland? Uh, I don't know if they don't, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes. They're the, the ones that caused the potato famine. Probably. Uh, but Torque is there. He's got, I don't know, <laughs> ten people with him. You, t- you, t- you tell it just like, just like it was probably written. Yeah. And uh, Torque is there, I guess. It... This guy's just reading from the script. <laughs> and Torque was there. He has some men or something, and they fight or some yeah. shit. Uh, they don't bother trying to use their magic weapons. They do a sword fight and a kick fight. There's so much kicking involved in their fighting style. It's because for some reason they don't think children can handle people being stabbed to death. 
I mean, that was a major issue with the Ninja Turtles movies that moms had. I, I just watched it. There's very little actual stabbing in that. There is. But there's even less in 2 Secret of the Use because moms got mad and made sure to yell at the studio that the turtles can't use their goddamn weapons. Right, but that one has someone whipping hot dogs around it at <laughs> bad guys, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, there, that one it was one of those, like, they had to get creative, uh, so it's almost better because they were forced, their hand was forced, you know? <laughs> Almost better. It's pro- It's not better. It's not better but, in any way. The first movie is fantastic in every single way. I haven't seen the second one in a hot minute, but it, it does have a vanilla ice wrap in the middle, so how could it not be okay? It's not in the middle. It's at the end. It's at... No, is that at the end where they like, burst through that wall? Yeah. Oh, I it's like part of the final fight. The uh, were they dance and everything? Yeah. Cause, I should uh, watch that again. Right... After the dance, Shredder pops out and he's got a little tube of mutagen and he threatens to mutate some lady. And then Michelangelo hammers his big old meaty paw on a keytar, which blows up the speakers, which sends the, sh- the Shredder flying through the wall and onto the pier where he becomes the sh- Super Shredder. What if he had mutated Vanilla Ice? <laughs> Who says what that would he, he have? Be- what would he have become? Uh... I don't know. Not the washed up star who had to perform at our local barbecue fest <laughs> twice, in, <laughs> twice in a row. Uh, we should do cool as ice for this. Uh, what is that? That is Vanilla Ice's movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he? Oh goodness. I'm not gonna say sexually assaults a woman, <laughs> but he definitely breaks into her house and op- and wakes her up by putting ice in her mouth. All right. Yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, she seems into it, which is super fucked all in its own. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like, I don't know what happened before that. I haven't actually seen it. I've just seen some stuff about it. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got time, I, I suppose. <laughs> you look into that. Anyway, okay. Deirdre finally remembers she has a crossbow that shoots magic air. It decides to end this by killing all those men, uh, but it doesn't work. And then Ivar's like, okay, well, I'll electrocute them. And tries to shoot magic for way too long before for he realizes way too long. Yeah. it's not working. Maybe, you know what? The lightning's too bright, so maybe he just doesn't look at it. Yeah. That's why he can't aim it proper. So they try to call their armor and it doesn't work because magic's not working and they haven't pieced it together yet. All the while, the Tamra troops are very patiently waiting for this yeah. to happen. They're... I mean, I suppose they're probably used to getting shot with these things, so they're not too worried about it. Yeah, it doesn't kill. It probably just stings a little. Yeah. It mostly focuses on their butts, so, like, let's get a little <laughs> zap in the butt. It's yeah, no worse than getting the kicked butt there. Or knocked over. Um, Torque says, ah, your shit's broken. Kill him some more. So the Tamar troops advance on them with their swords drawn, which is no different from, like, Two minutes ago when it happened the first time. Right. Uh, but Angus and Rowan appear from nowhere. They come running from, like, wherever the, the tunnel leads out of. Yeah, so I, I, apparently you don't come out where you go in for, to the fairyland because they're coming from a way different place. Right. Well, we kind of knew that because they never teleport out. They always follow a hallway. Yeah, that's true. But we've never seen where the exit is. <clears throat> But Rowan and Angus come running over, and they Red Rover the troops 
knocking everybody down, and apparently that's enough to spook them into leaving. Tork calls the retreat, and that's the end of the fight for now. For now. Uh, and they exchange the bad news that they have. Uh, you know, they ain't got no magic, and they ain't got no King Varen. Vin Varen. Keep forgetting his name. <laughs> uh, well, they shouldn't have given him such a stupid name if they wanted us to remember. That's that's more than true. So, the knights go running home, and they tell Kahad that the Tiny King's missing. And he tells them, well, go, go fucking find him! And then they're like, yeah, and then they leave. There was no purpose for this scene. Because <laughs> I suppose, I mean, there was, to get the episode a tiny bit longer. <laughs> well, I feel like they could have just called Aideen and started looking. And then Aideen could have asked Van Varen what to do. Because they're not looking in any logical place. Like, Rowan's no. at his house. under yeah, Looking under his bed. N- not once do they go, what if we start at Maeve's house? Right. What if we go to the only logical place that we're, like, if the Tier to Know Don't Know where he is, then he's clearly at Maeve's. We've had 36 problems in 36 episodes, and every <laughs> single one of them has been resolved by looking at Maeve's house. Yep. So, Ivar goes back to the most logical place to go and look, the, the, the stone. Like, they weren't told that there was a magic dance outside, so there's no reason for him to think that he'd find a trail out there. I think Deirdre's at least in a cave, which may well, be in he, Tirnano. He saw that he saw that something had happened when they were waiting there for the other two. Well, he doesn't say that. He was just yeah, looking he does. at the ground. Well, he he's he's pawing at the ground uh, earlier before the Tamra troops attack, and he says, "I should f- figure out where this trail goes." And then they're attacked. Does he say that? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, Jake. They have no critical thinking skills. If he doesn't say every, it out loud, it didn't happen. So I didn't hear him every say now it. and then. Every now and then, things sort of tie together in this. I guess uh, it's o- it's only like little things though. It's just enough to keep you like hoping that this is gonna work out. But the show <laughs> never works out for us. <laughs> yeah, but instead of following a trail, he just sees a dog and has the most logical ex- or response to that and go, "I'm gonna go get that dog. <laughs> I'm gonna get that dog." And he does. He sets down his fucking trident and grabs that dog. I would have assumed that it's a trap, given all the traps that have happened lately. But it's not. He recognizes the dog has a a tag that is the royal seal of the Tirnano. So that little man's entire wardrobe turned into the dog, except his necklace. Yep. Okay. And also, he got embiggened. Yes. Because, like, that is a... a, That dog would have been huge to him. Like, the size of an elephant. He could have ridden that dog... Yeah, he could have ridden that dog like a steed. Into battle. Yeah. And, and I would have. I, I Yeah, I don't know why those little fairy people are not riding dogs into battle. Or just in general. You ever read Redwall, Sky? No. Me either. That's about like little animals and stuff going to battle. <laughs> Neat. It's like, I think it's like Lord of the Rings, but like, they're raccoons. I see. Ever read Mouse, the comic? Uh, no. Oh. That's like World War II, but they're raccoons, right? No, it's uh, the J- Jewish people are represented by mice, and then the Nazis are cats. And then I think people that help the Nazis, or the, the Jews are dogs? Maybe? I forget. I haven't read it either, but it's way darker in tone than what you just described. Yeah. Um. So Ivar warps back to the castle. He's got a safe point there, so he can just blink over there. Um, and he has, he gives the dog what if to he just 
What if you just fundamentally didn't understand editing? <laughs> no. That's what happened. That would, that would be way funnier than you making a joke. That you were just like, I don't know how this happened. I don't. We didn't see him walk there. Well, we see a lot of walking and travel. Cod's like, this is a dog. Let me sprinkle some salt on it or whatever, and then we'll turn it into dinner. Oh, wait, it's actually an elf. <laughs> Shit, we can't eat this. He has a little chant while he's sprinkling magic powder on it. Something about something with soft fur turned back into what you were. And it, it blinks back into an elf person who, who kind of tells them what's happening. I forget specifically yeah. what he says, but he's like, the king was taken, and then he turns back into a dog. Yeah. And then there's not enough magic left to turn that dog back, so they have to eat him. That's right. We don't ever see it again, so you can't tell me that's not what happens. You see the little man at the end. It could be a ghost. Uh, you don't know. That's true. This castle's lousy with ghosts. <laughs> it would make things slightly more interesting. Maybe all the Kells troops in there are ghosts. That's maybe why they don't react to anything and are in no way, uh, any way um, useful or relevant. Um, but I forget what's actually revealed here other than maybe go check out Mav's house. I think, yeah, I think that's mostly what, what happens. So Ivar, like, bails and Kahad eats that dog and for the first time in the, oh no, not yet. So we jump over to the <laughs> to Castle Tamra, and Maeve looks in a basket, a goddamn wicker basket, and in there is Vin Varen. That's a fairy. A uh, whisker basket is a fairy's uh, weakness. You know that? That's not it at all. It's iron. Yeah. It's cold iron, historically I speaking. I think it's a whisker basket. Uh, I think you mean to say wicker basket. But... <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. I think you're wrong. Just leaning into it? <laughs> yep. All right. I think it's way funnier to say whisker basket. <laughs> Just so you know. It's full of tiger whiskers, like what's his face <laughs> yeah. wanted last time? Uh, Yeah, God. That's it. You wanted, wanted a whisker basket full of whiskers. That's right. Now, is the whisker basket itself made of whiskers? No, it's made of wicker. Okay. It's just called a whisker basket? Yeah. Because it looks like uh, walrus whiskers? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, but Queen Mav is like, I'm going to take your powers. And... Tiny King's like, can you just let me out, please? This, You know it's not going to go well for you. Yeah. Just let you know me out now. Got, we can avoid some you know, stuff later. You know we've got nine and a half minutes left of this episode, so <laughs> just let it... Let's just be done now. At best, you'll succeed for this episode, and then next episode you're going to fail super hard. So, uh, Queen Mav explains that she's going to eat his powers, and then she won't need Miter anymore. Yeah. Uh, and we get the first shot ever of the Mystic Knights climbing up the castle wall. That is definitely 100% the castle wall of Kells. <laughs> uh, and they're explaining how they're going to climb this one and get in. And that's how nobody will notice. You fuckers sneak in, I don't know, once an episode without having to establish this. Why is it so important here 36 in? I'll tell you why. Because the episode was too short. <laughs> yeah. Not enough plot. Uh, we don't actually see them sneak in. We just see them climbing some rocks, and then they're inside later. Yeah. But that's fine, I guess. Um, we cut back over to the castle, or the, the throne room. King De or King or Tiny King tries to float himself out of there, because he still has his fucking magic. I don't know why yeah. magic is failing. 
I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the druid can't do his magic because it's mostly powder based and it was not granted to him by Tiny King, right? Yeah, I seemingly all of the magic in the human realm is is connected to the fairies, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know since this is just like magic potions and shit. I mean, it makes. I guess sense some because... sometimes it's not like when he levitated that thing. Yeah, it it makes sense that the knights couldn't use their weapons or whatever if he was somehow like put in a magic wicker basket that blocks his magic, because the, they legitimately did get their power sources yeah. from him. But I don't know why uh, Kaha couldn't do it, other than I mean, the fact that he's a shitty wizard. We don't know the gross things he had to do to get that magic. I guess. How many elves he had to eat? Yeah. He just turned them into dogs and ate them, and that was fine. <laughs> I just have to get just enough magic from these guys to turn them into dogs, and then I can have the rest of their magic. <laughs> so the basket starts floating up on some fishing line, and Torque runs over and grabs it. And that's all it is. That's all it took. Defeated. Yep. And then Mav turns her staff into a straw and drinks up his magics. Yep. <laughs> Since she sucks it into her wand, I thought they were going to have to smash that uh, jewel again later. Or huff it like a drug or something. Then we could have an anti-drug message in this episode, but instead it's just nothing. I, The stuff we've done uh, for this show, I feel like, doesn't have enough anti-drug messages. We're doing the wrong shows. <laughs> There's still time. Except I think we did that one that was purely an anti-drug yeah, message. Yeah, it was very specifically Cartoon All-Stars to the rescue. Yeah. That one's pretty heavy-handed in uh, Don't Do Drugs. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, Mav has, you know, the, the power of the Tiny King, and she shoots out lasers <laughs> out of her hands to waste some of that, I guess. Maybe she top needed, She was too high on magic. I don't know, but she does that, and she I think she might come. <laughs> she really enjoyed it. She giggles at, at, uh, at the very least. So, the Mystic Knights have... Uh, yeah, I guess it. I have... I have it on mute, so all I could see was her face. I didn't hear the noises she made. It just looked like she was in ecstasy. <laughs> well, she has the power to go get Kells or whatever. <laughs> she has the Tiny King's powers, and that's what he uses his powers for, is to get off. I mean, I don't want to agree with that, but you're right. So, the power's just doing what they they know. <laughs> Diddling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> the knights have snuck into that supply room uh you know the other piece of the set that what they have um and there is a bunch of troops standing there and they try to use the quiet walk except for angus fucks it up and makes a noise so they even though we we saw earlier he could do it yep also he's a thief <laughs> he's the rogue his his deck score is maxed out whatever uh but the the troops notice and the boys throw deirdre at them <laughs> Which, Which would have kind of love. Yeah, it would have been a cool move if it wasn't so clunky, like the lead up to it. Like if it had been one like shot or one like motion, yeah. but it's very, it's too realistic almost. It's it. Well, like it, it it's a pro wrestling move for sure. And yeah. It takes too long for them to do it up, do it up to set it up. And then this hallway is very, very narrow. So it doesn't look that impressive because she couldn't have not missed. But yeah. she does double clothesline a couple of guys, which is pretty bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ivar just stays in the back and doesn't fucking do anything. Well, like you said, this hallway is too small. He didn't have any room. 
I guess he does run up front and tackle two more guys, and then they do a cartoon quick change. Oh, no, the plan is to do a cartoon quick change. Yeah, but, but then Maeve shows up. Yeah, maybe she can taste that they're there now. Or this is just in the next room and she heard it. I mean, that's entirely likely also. Uh... Also, she she hasn't squished the Tiny King now that she has his powers, which is the first thing she should have done. Yeah. She should just reduce everybody into, what are they, Spriggans? Right now. Or toadstools. Slit their fucking throats. Yeah. Use the me- their own weapons to impale them. But slit their four throats and squish the tiny king. Eat the dog. Right. Uh instead she uses magic to bind them. Um and now they're prisoners. I guess she wants to use them as leverage with uh tiny or King Dad. But here's the thing. You have the power to just kill him and take the throne. Yeah. I don't know why you're hung up on this point of pride as to making him willingly give it to you. Just fucking take it. That's been your plan up till now. Sort of, I think. Uh, Also here, she tells Torque to burn their weapons. Yep, they're metal. Even even so, it doesn't happen. No one... He just leaves them next to them. Like always. As they're getting marched into the throne room um, jail. Queen Mav grabs Deirdre's cape. Yeah. And then they get latched in. And it's a f- shitty, tiny latch. Like, you yeah. could, a few good kicks could probably get that off. And then Torque clips the keys to his belt and says, Safe by my side! Remember when you had the dino buckler and it fucking yeah. got stolen from you? <laughs> you, Because you had to sit down. <laughs> Which made so little sense. Why would you clip a huge awkward thing, a big disc-shaped awkward thing, to your belt to sit down, and then not notice when it gets taken? Yeah, I don't know. Torque. 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 What are you doing? Not good. So the Mystic Knights are successfully imprisoned, and Queen Mav is like, I'm gonna go talk to the King Dad and get the Castle of Kells and my throne and my birthright back. Why? Just scorched earth, Mav. Call like 50 dragons. Just start spraying that green magic you got that you love so much (laughs) and uh, knock that castle down. Well, to be fair. Does she want to move into that castle? I don't know. Or does she she just want the kingdom? Her intentions are never at any point explained other than she wants her birthright, which is meaningless. And as she goes to confront uh, King Dad, Torque dismisses the other guards and is like, I got this myself. I'm going to stand here and watch him because I have nothing else to do now. I mean, he doesn't. Since she has the power, he doesn't have to to lead uh, her army in retreat every couple days. Sure. But every time they've captured the knights, they have escaped. <laughs> and also, he has like he's been charged with burning the weapons, which will destroy them? Uh, and he doesn't do that either. Fucking Torque. Get your shit together, man. <laughs> we jump back over to Castle Kells, where uh, Kahad talks to the King Dad. It's like, I don't think shit's going well. And at that moment, <laughs> Mav comes in. She teleports in by spinning this time? Yeah. Which, uh, which the wizard recognizes as 
uh, Vin Varen's magic. I've never seen him do that. He's never had to teleport anywhere. Right. So how? 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 The, the wizard has known him longer than you. Okay. Sure. Great. And then the ghost sentries uh, that are the Kells troops lower their spears at Mev and do nothing further. While she ascends on the king. God, says something effective. Oh, he's... This is King Might... Or, nope. Fucking hell. Vin Varen. Thank you. This is Vin Varen's powers. And uh, Mav is like, I got your daughter and the Mystic Knights. Give me Kells. Give me my ancestral crown. Which is not the crown he's wearing? No, it's a different crown that they keep somewhere? That we've never seen before, I'm pretty sure. But since it... Since he knows what she's talking about... And, like, seeds that. Does that mean she's right? This is her birthright? Well. Did his family, like, conquer this land long ago and take it from her family? And steal the crown off of a corpse? He says it was your family that did it. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. He's, He's been told some bullshit, and Queen Mav is just trying to get revenge for her family. I think so. I think it's irrelevant. Uh, no, it's very relevant, but the writers of the show think it's irrelevant. Yeah. Maybe they were going to explain it in uh, Attack Thunder? In bat- Battle Thunder? Oh, okay. Um, That's when they would have gotten their motorcycles. <laughs> and some semblance of an overarching plot. <laughs> uh, so, Queen Mev whips out the, the, the cloak that Deirdre was wearing. Or excuse me, the cape. And then she holds it out like a like a, like a a luchador? No, that's not it. Yeah, like a matador? Matador, is it? Yeah, a luchador's a wrestler. Oh yeah. no, that's not that's not now? Fuck. No, it happens. It did? Okay. I must have just paused later than I had intended. So um, she makes a hologram of Deirdre who screams, help me father, which is definitely not what she would have said. So I right. So I don't know. So it's not a live broadcast. It's more of a manifestation, right? And Queen Mav got to determine what it says. Uh and I mean, yeah, that was her cape, but it doesn't mean she was captured. I don't know, but also, I mean, down, don't all capes kind of look the same? Probably. Maybe the thread counts too high for a commoner. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but King Dad goes to get the ancestral crown or whatever, and we cut back over to Tamra, where Torque is goddamn fallen asleep, standing up. And uh, the knights have hatched a plan, and there's a, a fake argument and a fake fight between Rowan and Angus. They 100% could just reach the keys through the bars. Yeah, from... or their fucking weapons and stab him while he's standing there. Yeah, it's true. Um, but Torque for some reason, cares that they're fighting and opens the door and yells at them to stop. And he says something to the effect of, I'll stop it with the point of my sword if you fucking don't knock it off. And then Angus very clearly steals the keys and Torque shuts the door. What? Why? He, he really do- He just leans right in and grabs those keys, huh? Yep. And wasting no time, be- like they all bum rush him and throw him in there and lock him in his own jail cell because... You know, the plot's got to move forward somehow. And then Deirdre does a pretty funny impression of Torque, mocking his gruff talking style, and says and, the thing but, that he said. 
But she also doesn't stab him like she should. Well, she's not holding the sword. Ivar is. Oh, Ivar. Well, Ivar doesn't stab him right. like he should. Deirdre really should have just knocked his elbow so that he would have stabbed him in his chest. Yeah. You're the princess. You can kill whoever you want. Yeah. Also, it's an act of war. You're already at war. Who cares? So they go and grab the basket that has the Tiny King in it and their weapons because the weapons were just fucking on a table next to the jail cell. I really love that they uh, that they leave the king in this basket uh, <laughs> under the guise of him being weak, but it's also just so they don't have to CGI a little man in their hands. Yeah. So they carry this fucking basket around everywhere. <laughs> I very much assumed that they were just going to open it and let him out. Uh-huh. Uh, but instead, they each take turns talking to him through the top because it's like a skylit basket. Yeah. And Ivar, actually, I'm so glad that he said something because he's like, I'm going to go steal the chalice back. Yeah. And Tiny King's like, nah, the queen has it with her now. We didn't see her with it, but shut up. Trust me. It's in her pocket, man. You know, you, you can't see it. Yeah, I couldn't got see a, it. She's got a fanny pack on. She keeps it under her, her cloaks. <laughs> If she hates Miter so much, why'd she take it? Because she needs his power. She doesn't. She has the Tiny King's power. Oh yeah, she doesn't have it. She doesn't need him now. I that I you know, I don't know. Plot contrivance. Know. Yep. Cool. Uh and eventually, some troops show up. Uh, there's a, a more scuffling, more kicks. At no point does Angus use his mace to bash somebody's brain in. Which is what it's for. Just a lot of kicks and then they leave the castle. This show would be so much better with killing. Yep. Or even like attempted murders, I would accept. Real brutal violence would make this really good. That's that's true. It would make everything better though, huh? (laughs) Well, I mean, history would say otherwise, but it would be more entertaining, that's for sure. I mean, I don't know if I need more brutal violence in real life, I suppose. Just in my entertainment. You're right. Not everything. It would make lunch better. Well, to be fair, how do you think that chicken sandwich got there? <laughs> well, that's true. I had to fight that chicken to the death. <laughs> to strangle it to death and field strip <laughs> its body. Um, then then bake a bun. That's right. He had to mercilessly kill a whole bunch of wheat for that. Yeah. Um, so we jump back over to Castle Kells. Uh, oh, but on your point, yeah, th- this medieval time frame is definitely w- worth... Like, or it makes sense for all the ridiculous over-the-top violence. Like, yeah. There's a... In Ireland, uh, there was a way to make sure somebody was dead, and it was you took a long metal spike, heated it up, and stabbed it through whoever it is you're trying to kill's body, asshole first, up into, like, the brain, searing the insides uh, to ensure that they're dead. So, like, there was no That's shortage smart on move. horrific violence. So. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have TV or the internet. You gotta get creative. <laughs> I guess. Just, uh, just look at Braveheart. I forget what his actual name is. Mel Gibson? No, the character. Something Wallace? D- uh, David Wallace is the guy from... <laughs> yeah, that's an actual <laughs> The person. Office. It's William Wallace, that, I think. That sounds right. Good old Billy Wall. Um, Like, they cut his genitals off and then, like, hung him with his own intestines or some such. I don't think I've seen Braveheart. That doesn't happen in the movie. Like, they oh. do pull his intestines out, but they don't emasculate him like they did in real life. Anyway, uh, they jump back over to Castle Kells. King Dad and uh, Kahad are discussing what to do here. 
And Mav's just like, give me the fucking crown and give me Kells. This can all go away, and then I'll murder you all quietly or whatever. Yeah. The respectable way. <laughs> I'm not going to make you suffer as much. Uh, this scene goes on for a while. I was just going to say, there's so much just talking yeah, uh, in this fucking action show for children. So Kahad reluctantly goes to get the the crown of ancients. And at that exact moment, the Mystic Knights have run across the football field <laughs> holding the basket. And Kahad's like, oh, hey, you guys did it. Cool. You brought back a basket. Neat. Can I have that? Is it full of apples? Nope, is just assholes. Hey, oh. Is, is it a whisker basket? Can I keep my whiskers in it? <laughs> it's not a whisker basket. That's oh, not a thing. Then he sees there's a little man inside. Very disappointed. But they do release him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kahad, oh, goes, yeah. Kahad goes and gets the bo- or a box. Maybe the box that the crown was in, but instead there's a tiny king in there. So I guess yeah, there is a crown in there. Um, yeah. Mav touches it and loses some of her powers, but not all of her powers. He uh, The wizard says some words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the knights come running in already in their armor. Because in that exact two seconds where uh, Kahad had repowered Vinvarin, too many stupid names for me, they both received their ability to manifest their armor again and also called their armor. Without us hearing them scream out their thing. (laughs) At At approximately 18 and a half minutes into a 20 minute show. So, Queen Mav does the thing that she does for the first contact, and she knocks them all down with magic. Uh, And then she knocks over a lamp? Well, first, there's an incredibly casual discussion between King Dad and Kahan, where, incredibly monotone, Kahan says, oh, she still has some of his power. (laughs) And fucking Queen Mav doesn't make any attempt to murder the helpless men standing next to her. Uh, but yes, yeah, she does shoot at them and they dodge it and knocks under it over a candelabra. Oh, they dodge it. I thought she just shot at a lamp. I mean, she may have just missed. Everybody sucks. And then Ivar shoots lightning at her and she catches it like she's fucking Yoda. <laughs> it's cool as hell. Um, And then nobody else attacks her. They all get knocked down again. Or no, they don't. She makes the same gesture and then... Finvarin eats his magic, and then Kaha yeah, very much the narrator in a monotone voice says, oh, he's, he's taking the rest of his power. And King Dad says nothing, but nods. He sucks it, he sucks that power up like it's a spaghetti noodle. Sure does. Then Queen Mav yells no. It's like, this isn't over. And then Ma- Maleficent's her way out of there. Fucking Ivar missed his chance to go over there, hit her in the face with a frying pan, and take his goddamn <laughs> cup out of her fanny pack. <laughs> yep. There's nothing but time. Oh, oh, God. He should have just had Angus whap her over the head with his fucking mace, knock her ass out. Yep. There's a lot of things they could have done. Like, write a better script, but it's far too late for that. I suppose so. Uh, so, we're back in Tier Nano. Tiny King is restored. Now there's just more gold? Is this old gold, or are they just... Like, did King Dad give him more gold to make him feel better about being shitty at stuff? Maybe um, he's counting it to make sure it's all still there because he was gone for a day. Mm, that's true. Or maybe because while he, while he was gone, 
the other little guys were like, well, I guess the gold's ours now. And they got it out and started playing in it. And he came back and he was like, hey, 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 hey. only I get to Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Put that back. And so they're putting it back. Yeah. So Tiny King's like, well, I learned my lesson about chasing gold. The both of us did. And looks at Angus like, that was nothing. That was in no part of this episode. <laughs> yeah, Angus learned no lessons in this. He didn't have to. He didn't do anything w- wrong except not bash people's brains in with his weapon. <laughs> but you could say that was everyone's fault in every episode. I guess. So they go back to Kahad and he's futzing with his powders. And they ask, are you, you know, are you, are you good? Because magic's back. And Kahad's like, let's see. And then he levitates Angus because he's an asshole. And Angus is like, okay, this is fun. Now you can put me down, please. Is that the uh, part where you, what prompted you to text me and call him an asshole? I figured that was it. Because he levitates (laughs) him to the top of the ceiling and it's like a 30 foot drop for Angus. And he should have broken both his ankles. (laughs) And Kahad just laughs at him because... Ivar is like, did you was was that a short on your magic? And Kai's like, nope, I dropped him on purpose because I'm an asshole. <laughs> wah, wah. And Angus at that point stands back up and doesn't murder him. Just infuriating to me. Angus didn't do anything wrong to anybody in this episode. And they just shit on him in less two minutes. <laughs> That's probably why the actor wanted to leave. <laughs> didn't want to be in Battle Thunder. <laughs> I'm tired of getting things done to my asshole. Can we not do that, or do I have to leave the show? Or do you want me to fall in another fucking trough? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Alright, so Jake, what was the most terrific part? Sky, I'm going to tell you what the most terrific part was. Good, that was the question uh, I asked. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, after I watched this, like I said, I was looking up uh, things about the show. Right. And somehow I missed this review on um, IMDb. I think I read the beginning of it, but I think I got bored and didn't read this middle paragraph that you'll appreciate. Um, this is a very clearly written by a man. Okay. Uh, so the first, the first part is about humans and fairies, and it's really weird. Uh, it's very pro fairy, like uh, like humans suck. The well, fairies were right. Well, that's true. Uh, but the second paragraph goes like this. I like the way the writers altered Deidre's armor so as to be more appealing to males. Uh. I, I bet they know female armor of the times were more cumbersome and less revealing and how it helps differentiate the men knights from Deidre. And then there's a winky face. Ugh. Gross. Someone wrote that in a review on uh, May 19th, 1999. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Val43 wrote that. Hey, Val43. Can you not do that? Can you be? <laughs> Why, man? Uh, also, she, her armor is a different color. And she's the shortest of them. And we can tell the other three apart. Yeah. One of them's got red armor. One of them has blue armor. The other one isn't Deirdre. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the most terrific part of today's episode was me reading that and being like, oh, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Awful. How about you, Sky? Oh boy, I don't know. I there was a dog. Nah, that's my answer for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime there's a dog, 
That's pretty terrific in my book. Who is the most likable or effective character? Uh, it was the dog. Yeah. He was very likable. It looked just... incredibly uncomfortable with being on camera. <laughs> it was probably just like someone's dog. It probably wasn't even an actor dog. I mean, it seems like it was a stray that they found. Like, cool, let's work this in. This it was pretty dog. mangy. The set dog. Maybe that's it. It's just the dog that hangs around here. Yeah, it, was, it looked terrified and shaking. It's, it's sad to think that we 100% know that dog is long dead, oh, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that a lot. <laughs> about that specific dog? No, just about... It's been plaguing you your entire life. <laughs> just about how uh, the people in the thing I'm watching are probably dead, or the dog is probably dead, or, you know. Sure. I got a problem, I guess. Sure. Um, I don't know. Was anybody likable other than the dog? Um, I don't think so. Was anybody effective other than the dog? Uh, not on purpose. I mean, Mev kind of did it, but she screwed up at the end like she always does. I feel like Aideen did the best in this show by not being in this episode. Yeah. She was off she's, on vacation or whatever. She was smart. She said this one out. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the traveling salesman who was also not in this episode. The one with the Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dream coat salesman. That's right. Um, so, Jake, what'd you do for a pop yes. culture palette cleanse? Ooh, sky! Um, let's see. What did I do? Um... Well, we, last night we watched the Blues Brothers. You ever seen that movie, Sky? A couple times. It's very good. It's alright. Katie was Katie was familiar with it, uh, but she had never like actually sat down and watched it. So we watched it, and it's very good. It's fine. You don't have to say that when someone says a thing they like, Sky. You don't have to. You don't have to do that part. I think I do. No, you don't. Remember you how I'm, like, the, I'm the storm cloud on your parade? You, you could just be like, "Good for you. You enjoyed a thing." And then, and then we can all move on with our lives. Yeah, but with, by having a contrary opinion, then we can have a discussion about stuff and why you like about it. how you're about how you're a prick. <laughs> I mean, that's a part of it. It's definitely a part of it. It's just a fun movie with so many car crashes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, an obscene amount. Yeah, I it held some record at some point for amount of car crashes or biggest <laughs> chase or something. Um. The, we were, we're going to watch the sequel, but it's not streaming anywhere. I'm going to have to steal it from the internet or pay money for it. Blues Brothers uh, 2000? Yeah, which everyone hated, but I saw, I think, first. Um, and also, you know, I wasn't old enough to know it wasn't good. So right. it, it has a little bit of nostalgia for me. So I still kind of like it. Yeah, remember a time where you didn't know something like a movie or a TV show could be bad? Yeah. You just liked everything they put in front of you, except for Mystic Knights. <laughs> we were old enough to be discerning. Also, uh, if you haven't watched it, I would suggest checking out on Disney+. Plus. Um, there's a couple different things that started recently that I watched this week. Uh, one of them is called Prop Culture. And a uh, guy, he each episode is about a different movie, and he basically just like researches the props and where they're where they're at now and sometimes how they got made or some of them get restored and stuff and it's 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 an interesting little just half hour but in the very beginning sky 
he, where he does his like, my name's Dan, whatever. I've been collecting props for this many years, and I I do this research, and it's an it's a clue into the history of these movies and stuff. He's doing that whole like dramatic intro, and they're showing his like whole collection. Mm-hmm. And all the episodes are based on Disney movies because it's Disney Plus. Sure. But you see his whole collection, and there's just a full Leonardo costume that I know we're never going to get to hear about. <laughs> and it, I'm like, tell me about that turtle, please. That's pretty boss. I don't think it's uh, the first movie, but it might be. It happens so fast, I can't really. And I'm not as familiar as you are. So you should watch it and tell me which Leonardo that is. <laughs> it might be from the first movie. It just looks too bright to me but that also could just be lighting and stuff i don't know it's probably a replica because those suits are disgusting that's true uh or it could he could have had it um restored that's true uh i forget how that works because like they yeah yeah, i don't need because a lot of that early star wars stuff has been restored like um tom spina is the guy who does a lot of that and he's restored like max rebo because he was melting like the turtles do right and things like that. You've seen that image. I think it's a, a Secret of the Ooze Leonardo suit that's just like a fucking zombie and terrifying. I'm sure I it's have, lips but you can send it to me again. It's, it's, it's horrific. <laughs> if it's on your phone, you should send it to me because okay. I don't quite remember. Okay. Um, I don't think it the... is because it's scary. Because <laughs> it's, it's on the background of your phone. <laughs> no. I love being frightened. Uh, the other the other show is called... Uh, it encourages I think me to stay off of my phone. <laughs> That's true. If I make this too spooky, I won't spend all my time here. <laughs> my phone went into... it. Uh, what did they... The internet described it as... Uh, like, a, it crashed. Mm-hmm. And so it just had the little spinny guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I was just in full, like, panic mode for, like, 15 minutes. Because I was like, well, maybe it just needs to charge. Maybe... And so I just... And I kept coming back to it and... I thought I was going to have a fucking meltdown. And then I looked at my iPad and they're like, just do this series of buttons. And it worked right away. So <laughs> thank good. goodness. Um, The other show is called, uh, I think it's called Disney Gal- Gallery colon The Mandalorian. It's like a behind the scenes show. Mm-hmm. And I assume each season is going to be different because this one's about The Mandalorian. And the first episode is they just talk to all the directors, which is fun. Um, you know, John Favreau is there and Dave Filoni and also Taika Waititi and he's a hoot. <laughs> he he is a hoot. He is. And everyone else. I mean, it's it's neat to listen to all of them. But the second episode is about the legacy of Star Wars. And there's, uh, you know, all the usual bullshit about like Star Wars was awesome when I was a kid and this and that that everyone says. But Dave Filoni spends the last like seven minutes of the episode being like, here's the prequels and how they relate to the new movie or not the new movies, the original trilogy and, um, and how George Lucas explains it. And it, it's amazing. He just talks for seven minutes straight. (laughs) Uh, and, and just, he knows more about star Wars than anyone on the planet. Um, possibly other than George Lucas, but at this point, probably more because he kept doing it after George Lucas quit. (laughs) That's fair. So, uh, it's, it's worth a watch just for, for that. A little part but it's also it's just really interesting and i'm really excited for them to get to the behind the scenes technology where we learn about the giant screens that they use because there's no good uh like source for any of that information yet we, we haven't learned enough about it i know how they did everything in the original trilogy but i want to know about these giant screens they use 
It's incredibly neat. Well, I'm glad you're excited. I am excited, Sky. I am excited. See how I yes-ended you that time? Yeah, instead of being like, it's fine. (laughs) It's the fucking Blues Brothers. It's great. It's fine. Oh, I'm gonna... What did you do, Sky, for your thing? Uh, this has been a weird Yeah? Whatever, that's that's fine. It's fine. uh, Oh, damn it, I did it too early. I did. Uh, I... Hulu has been pitching this thing at me for a while called The Rizzle. It's a horror, what I thought was a movie. Um, Jake, why don't you guess what The Rizzle is? Uh, is it about a rat? Uh, no. What algorithm did you create that it's pitching it to you? I don't know, but it was ended up being like a, a three-minute horror movie. There's a, a girl, I and I wish that I hadn't watched it, because it's... Sh- it was really dumb. A, a, a girl watched an internet video of a dance from the 20s called The Rizzle, and then it dared her to try it, and then she did, and then she got sucked into the video herself. It's like, that was fucking... Why? There's a, I think Hulu has a bunch of those short like horror Yeah, they're all things. terrible. I've only seen the two. I'm going to go ahead and say that all of them are terrible. I think I've only watched one that was about like a Chuck E. Cheese type robot that eats a kid. <laughs> See, that sounds better. It was alright. I watched it at Halloween time once. <laughs> so I was looking for spooks. Yeah. That'll do it. Um, I've been doodling a lot this week. I've been working on maps and stuff for an upcoming D&D thing. And I've been prepping mostly for that. And... Um, I don't know, like, I didn't get a lot done this week. <laughs> I was just busy for some reason. Sorry, no one I expects don't... any, it's it's quarantine times, no one expects anyone to accomplish anything. Yeah, that's fair. I built a garden bed. Ooh. Yeah, now I have to fill it with dirt. <laughs> I have to figure out where to get bulk dirt, because <laughs> I'm an adult. I, I just need to ask a dad. <laughs> Someone with a mu- next, next, next person you see with a mustache, you ask them. Excuse me, sir, you'd know the answer to this question. Where do I get bulk dirt? <laughs> but I think that'll probably do it for this week. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I hope you're staying safe, staying sane. Uh, remember to wash your hands. You can follow you us. Said, you said stay, stay insane, but it sounded like you said stay insane. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're an adult. You figure it out. <laughs> You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. And you can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Lover. I'm sorry this ended with dirt talk. <laughs> it's cool. I can cut it. Okay, good. Not now. Well, no, we're still talking it. But I can cut that part. Oh, okay. I'm a wizard with editing, Jake. I can make you're, make and unmake things at will. You're fine. I meant I have wizard-like powers where I can... And I said you're fine. (laughs) Fine, you can edit. See, it hurts when someone says a thing you like. It's fine. I don't like doing it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I know, that's why I do it. But, yeah, thanks guys. Uh, We will see you next week with uh, whatever the next episode is. It's called Friends for Life. It's episode 37. Oh, maybe they all get necklaces that break in half or into fourths. Uh, and they get their upgrade for their battle morphs. Is that a thing that happens? No, I don't think so.
I was just hoping. I'm putting it out in the world trying to manifest it 15 Uh, years ago. I think that Aideen and Deidre accidentally kiss and um, (laughs) they they make a pact to be friends for life. I see. I'd be okay with that also. Any amount of kissing really in this show I'd be okay with. There's not enough. Or maybe Garrett sends them a letter from wherever he is and he's their pen pal now. That's it. He fights from from afar via the pen. <laughs> Throw this the pen is the... mightier than the store sword. <laughs> I said store. You did, but I meant sword. I know it's okay. Is it? <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, you mocked my editing, so it's staying in. Damn it! <laughs> but we'll see you guys next time. Stay frosty, everyone.